podcasts, Catechism of the Catholic Church in the year. Today is day 102, and we begin with number 753. In Scripture, we find a host of interrelated images and figures through which Revelation speaks of the inexhaustible mystery of the Church. The images taken from the Old Testament are variations on a profound theme, the people of God. In the New Testament, all these images find a new center because Christ has become the head of his people, which henceforth is his body. Around this center are grouped images taken from the life of the shepherd or from cultivation of the land, from the art of the building or from family life and marriage. The church is, accordingly, a sheepfold, the sole and necessary gateway to which is Christ. It is also the flock of which God himself foretold that he would be the shepherd and whose sheep even though governed by human shepherds, are unfailingly nourished and led by Christ himself, the good shepherd and the prince of shepherds, who gave his life for his sheep. The church is a cultivated field, the tillage of God. On that land the ancient olive tree grows, whose holy roots were the prophets, and in which the reconciliation of Jews and Gentiles has been brought about and will be brought about again. That land, like a choice vineyard, has been planted by the heavenly cultivator. Yet the true vine is Christ, who gives life and fruitfulness to the branches, that is, to us, who through the church remain in Christ, without whom we can do nothing. Often, too, the church is called the building of God. The Lord compared himself to the stone which the builders rejected, but which was made, up, made into the cornerstone. On this foundation the church is built by the apostles, and from it the church receives solidity and unity. This edifice has many names to describe it, the house of God in which his family dwells, the household of God in the spirit, the dwelling place of God among men, and especially the holy temple. This temple symbolized in, place, symbolized in places of worship, built out of stone, is praised by the fathers, and not without reason, is compared in the liturgy to the holy city, the new Jerusalem. As living stones we here on earth are built into it, it is the holy city that is seen by John as it comes down out of heaven from God when the world is made anew, prepared like a bride adorned for her husband. The church, further, which is called that Jerusalem which is above and our mother, is described as the spotless spouse of the spotless lamb. It is she whom Christ loved and for whom he delivered himself up that he might sanctify her. It is she whom he unites to himself by an unbreakable alliance and whom he constantly nourishes and cherishes. We begin our investigation of the church's mystery by meditating on her origin in the Holy Trinity's plan and her progressive realization in history. The Eternal Father, in accordance with the utterly gratuitous and mysterious design of his wisdom and goodness, created the whole universe and chose to raise up men to share his own divine life, to which he calls all men in his Son. The Father determined to call together in a holy church those who should believe in Christ. This family of God is gradually formed and takes shape during the stages of human history in keeping with the Father's plan. In fact, already present in figure at the beginning of the world, this church was prepared in marvelous fashion in its history of the people of Israel and the Old Alliance. Established in this last age of the world and made manifest in the outpouring of the Spirit, it will be brought to glorious completion at the end of time, Father. Thanks, Bill. Yeah, these symbols of the church, um, 
that, that come from Lumen Gentium, the Second Vatican Council, um, are, are, are things that we should reflect on. <laughs> like it's the reason they're written down, it's the reason the church has spoken um, infallibly about it, uh, is, is that we're, we're called to, to have this reflection, right? And the catechism refers to it as the inexhaustible mystery of the church, which is kind of a stark thing because we kind of know a lot about the church. It seems like it's actually pretty exhaustible. We can kind of get the human part of the church. Right? Think about remember, remember, we always have to remember uh, that that need to say the church has a human element, but there's also very much present and always a necessity to say there is a divine element. So we're always seeing that the human element we can we can kind of exhaust. We can always exhaust material things. We can't exhaust divine. We don't exhaust the spiritual. The more we use it, the greater it grows, right? That's the beauty of, of spirit. That's why the spirit is considered you know, ontologically higher, right? In its being, right? It's a, a higher state. We want to be spirits um, because spirits don't die, um, especially if they're good. Um, so we we look to these, um, these uh, we'll, we'll call them three, um, but they're more obviously that are around, but the sheepfold, this cultivated field in the building, and that, that sheepfold is is kind of probably most most pronounced in the gathering together, right? The sheep is always in the flock um, and, and knows the shepherd's name. It's not a, a sheepfold is, you know, it you know, has a pejorative meaning sometimes these days. But um, to be a sheep is to be taken care of, to be guided, to, um, to always know that there is one who will protect you. Um, it, it is supposed to also be comforting. Um, because uh, because sheep, for the most part, truly are loved, right? They're not just um, kind of left out onto their own, right? There's given freedom, you know, you kind of roam in the field, but, but there's going to be a time where you're coming back, <laughs> and, and I'm going to make sure you come back, and you're going to be so close to me that you will follow after my voice. It's a beautiful thing for us to reflect on this, is where am I not allowing myself to be guided and protected, to be shepherded into um, that place of repose, or where am I refusing to hear the voice? Am I shutting my ears off, or, or am I trying to follow another voice? Next is that cultivated field. Um, and there's plenty of parables that that Jesus offers in terms of how to um, how to kind of understand that field, to understand the growth that is constantly but constantly done, but also the fact that there are seasons of of life, right? There are seasons where um, the church grows and and shrinks. It, the harvest is ripe, but not yet picked, and then it is picked <laughs> with, with great fruit, and that's a beautiful thing. But but it also has this kind of sense of the church has that same same being. It's fed always. It doesn't. The field doesn't grow in its old. You, you know, go. Um, you forget to water your garden for a couple of days. Uh, it's gonna die, right? <laughs> um, if you don't give the plants what they need in the terms of sunlight, they're not gonna grow. Right. Um, I remember as a kid, we were given a corn seed and I put it out in our little wooded area in our backyard. And I thought I was going to have a corn stalk in like two weeks, probably. And I went out there and I watered it for like a day or two before I forgot uh, where it was. And I still to this day think it's going to grow one time. But like it got zero sunlight. It was buried under a bunch of leaves and and it didn't get really a ton of water. I can't believe it didn't grow. No, there are th- there's ways in which these things work. Right. We have to have that um, that that kind of understanding of like, no, if I'm going to grow into a Christian and grow in love, I have to do certain things. And the last is, 
is this understanding of building, a building that grows, but also needs a firm foundation, right? I always love seeing, well, actually, I don't love seeing new construction, but every once in a while, it's fun to see new construction uh, from a distance outside of the noise um, because you see that it takes forever for the foundation to go down, right? Because if that goes awry, there's nothing you can do. You just got to abandon the building. There's actually a building on 95 in like right across the Delaware border that my entire time in college, there was never anybody in it because they messed up the foundation and it, and it shifted about two inches uh, right after they put all the, all the floors up. And so it's been this hotel room that, or hotel building that probably would be really nice except for nobody's allowed in. Um, if you mess up the foundation, nothing else matters. Well, our foundation is firm. Our foundation is Jesus Christ and then he builds it upon the apostles. And then from there, to keep the building in order and to allow it to continue to grow higher, right? The problem with that building in, in Delaware is that they they built the foundation for four stories and then they got greedy and put a fifth story on. And that was it. That was enough. One extra story that the foundation couldn't withhold. Well, Christ can accept all. The, our foundation can always be built up or always allow us to, to be built up. So these, these things should be reflected on in the church as our mother. And always to remember that no matter where we feel on it, that this is always in the plan of the Father. There are always the church is always being guided, always being guarded, always being protected by the by the life of the Trinity, and always being welcomed in to that perfect community of love.